my name is Sarah. My name is Mujib. And welcome to another episode of Let's Get To It. This is episode 32. This is a check-in episode. <laughs> We're going to talk about communication, consent, and checking in with one another. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> we have a Sounds lot. Good we have a me. lot. Good, good. So, okay, great. So I have your consent and approval for this topic today. <laughs> but it's really, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, we make light of it we and, and, and we joke, but it's a really serious topic too, right? To, Absolutely. To make sure that people are on the same page as you. Yeah. I mean, it's the, to me, I think it's the key to, to the best relationships that we can have, you know, is making sure that we all are, are all right. You know, like, here's a great example right before we started recording i ran downstairs real quick and checked in with kenzie like all right we're about to start you all right let's just do a quick check-in because she came in um since we started talking on zoom she came in and grabbed zade and went out so i had to go and run and check in with her real quick so that i could make sure that um i have a moment to make eye contact with her and see like where are we at right now okay mm-hmm. we're good i'm gonna run up here and go do this thing that I said we were going to do, but I still need to make sure right now if if this is the best thing to do right now in this moment. So um, again, it's just another example of like, if I didn't do that and she was having a hard time and this was happening or that was happening downstairs and I didn't take the time to check in, then I might be walking downstairs into a different situation once we finish here. Um, and so, yeah, trying to, trying to ease, ease everybody's, ease everybody's experience, I think is the best thing to to look at consent, uh, the reason for consent. Yeah, consent and, and, and as you said, sort of checking in, I think is one of the like maybe most underrated leadership qualities, you know, mm-hmm. what makes a good leader, what um, is, you know, if you find yourself in a position where you're managing a team or you have employees or something like that, I think checking in is so valuable. Like, is the team on the same page? Does everybody feel good about what they're doing. Um, this could this could be in a you know employment scenario. It could be a coaching a team scenario. Um, you know, is ev- is everybody on the bus? Is everybody you know on the same wave same wavelength? And I just think that's um, yeah, a very underrated kind of important piece to what makes good leadership, coaching style, or boss, and all kinds of things. Because um, if you don't ask, you don't know. Um, and it's important to ask, <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, right. and it's important to, you know, not only just asking the question, but cultivating the kind of environment that you're going to get a truthful answer. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. So if you are in a partnership or relationship where there's an uneven power dynamic or you're ruling with some out of fear, for example, you know, you might ask that question, but you might not get an honest answer from the participants. Right. Because they, right. they don't feel like they can actually be honest with you and tell you what's really going on. So so part one is asking, but also to, to even before you ask, you know, having a relationship where people that are around you feel comfortable um, in discussing things honestly with you as much as as much as you can control that. Right, right, right. And again, that comes back to checking in, too, and making sure that people do feel that way. The only way to know if somebody is feeling that way is to, again, check in with them, present them with an opportunity to give you that honest answer or something like that. Um, I feel like we're going to keep on circling back around to how checking in can lead to consent or with a lack of consent, how you could have maybe found that out if Mm -hmm. you checked in. 
that sort of thing. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. You've got you you've got to you've got to ask. There's got to be some of that that baseline uh, engagement, mm-hmm. right? If you if if you're not asking, you can't get any answers. But it's also you know I was just mentioning this in our pre conversation that. Um, you know, you might, let's see, we have a personal training relationship, right? So I go into your space and you've cultivated a very welcoming space where I feel like I can, you know, say what I need on any given day, etc. But even so, even if you do cultivate the kind of space that allows people to come forward, it's still a pers- it's still an internal thing, right? So like if I'm not a person that feels comfortable coming forward or speaking my truth, even if you've cultivated a great place to do it, right? If I haven't done the work to be able to speak on my needs or advocate for myself, like that's, that's tough too. Mm-hmm. So there is that element. And, and, and the only reason I say that is because I come from a place where it, it, for decades it was really hard for me to, to actually say to people what it is I wanted or needed, even in very genuine loving contexts. Mm. Um, so there's that too. It's so it's just so complicated. Right. It's <laughs> right. what it comes it down be. to. There's it there's so be. many moving pieces. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I, that's why I think in any type of partnership or relationship that's why it becomes at least for me like a, this and actually I'll take a second and just speak from my own experience. That's in those situations that's why it has become important to cultivate that that I don't know inquisitiveness. How are you doing? Mm. How are you still, are we still on the same page? Are we still going in the right direction? Like, is, is this going how you thought it would go? You know, like, this is a dream situation for me, but maybe for the person who I'm working with, there's a lot missing or a lot lacking, you know? Yeah. And so um, let's make sure that we're still in, in the right trajectory. Um, and then there's also the reality of like, well, now that you're like in the personal training situation, like, now that so you came through the door and now that you're where you are where do you want to go mm-hmm. you know because we're, we're we've gotten to where you were trying to get when you first came through the door what do you want to where do you want to go next and so like mm. that in any type of relationship in a business relationship it's the best thing to do like okay we had this big win well now that we've got this big win are we do we still are we still planning on doing the same thing with our winnings mm. you know mm-hmm. so like if if if, you know, I'm going to take my winnings and reinvest them back into the business. I'm going to take my winnings and buy me a hot air balloon. Oh, well, maybe we aren't actually still on the same page anymore. Right. Maybe we're not thinking about the same things. Maybe, you know, this was the, the, the end goal for you, but my goal is actually to go somewhere much greater. Um, mm. And, you know, in especially in, in the generation that we're in or the age range that we're in, there's a, there's a lot of that, you know, like... Um, people partnering up coupling up getting married buying houses and stuff like that and then 10 years later 15 years later however long down the line sometimes much shorter than that um folks are like you know this isn't really what i wanted at all i I went Mm. with it until i learned my voice and then when i found Mm. my voice i learned that hey i actually i'm gonna speak up for myself right now and and try to try to get myself into the the better situation or closer towards what I'm actually desiring. But again, mm. unless we had a conversation about what we're actually desiring as individuals, then we can't, I can't assume there's no, there's no, there's no assumed consent. You know, I can't assume that mm. you're, you're going to go along with everything that I want to do. Um, 
Mm, I think fleshing that out is an interesting idea, like this idea mm-hmm. of assumed consent, especially for people who have either been in a, if we could bring it back to the romantic stuff, but like, you know, if you've been in a partnership for a long time, or yeah. if you have crossed over and you're married, um, there can be, I don't know if complacency is the right word, or just an assumption that like, okay, we're just kind of going along. And, um, you know, certainly I think there's there's big decisions in life, like, um, you know, maybe the decision to have a, start a family is usually not always present, but often a conversation, not always. But um, but there's other things too that sometimes couples just don't talk about, um, which it is super important. Like as because we're always evolving, and we're there's often like a change of direction, and and um, you know, ideally, if you're in a partnership situation, you you grow together, but you can't really grow together unless there is that communication piece and and checking in. Like, oh, are you still are you still good with this? Like, because maybe it's been five years and actually things have changed. Like, we're all living in our own bodies, having our own experiences, like separate from our partners. So unless you are communicative about what is going on, especially anybody out there that's doing a lot of internal work, um, mm-hmm. if you find that you've come to different ideas or different needs, you know, share those. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it can be scary, too. I mean, sometimes it can, you know, I think sometimes people avoid these conversations because they're afraid, like, oh, if I tell my partner I no longer want this or maybe I want this now, maybe they're not going to like that. Right. Or maybe they're going to leave me. Like, I think there's a lot of fear sometimes involved in why people might not be communicating or um, or shy away from that check-in, right? Because we're afraid of the what's going to happen as a result of it. Right, right. Yeah, and past experiences can definitely dictate that, too. Like, if I'm, if I'm used to speaking my mind and having somebody, you know, reprimand me for it, or if I'm used to asking for what I'm getting and having somebody like maybe the pattern that started when I was a little kid was somebody telling me I asked for too much. Mm -hmm. And so I get into this habit of like always second guessing myself because somebody told me somewhere back down the line that I asked for too much. So Mm -hmm. maybe I've already asked for enough. I don't, I don't need to ask for any more. Maybe I've already said enough, so I don't need to say any more, you know, for every five decisions that we make, four decisions go in your favor for one decision that goes into mine for every single five decisions that we make so next thing you know like yes you got 15 things that you want in this house i got five things that i wanted in this Mm -hmm. house and you know maybe we're not really having that good of a time at that point right Mm. Um, i think about it a lot of the times with my friends who will be like you know like we go over to johnny and jane's house every sunday for for brunch and you know they watch the game in the fall and then somebody's like, man, I fucking hate doing that. Like, I hate going over to Johnny and Jane's. <laughs> like, I can't stand it. You know what I mean? But my son, my yeah. such and such wants to do that every time. But, you know, in reality, like, my ideal Sunday would be to let my such and such go and stay here and chill or take take some personal time. Well, you know, at that point in time, if we're putting ourselves in these situations where where we're not checking in or we're not letting our partners know or we're not letting our people know, like, this is what I would rather do, well, then what are we prioritizing at that point in time? Like, am I prioritizing, I'm under-prioritizing my own needs, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not prioritizing my own, my own enjoyment, which is ultimately going to lead to a degradation of our mutual enjoyment, because if I'm not enjoying myself, mm. then I doubt we're always going to be enjoying ourselves together 
off at least mm. not for too long i mean i couldn't at least for myself like i couldn't see myself being in a position and for my partner my wife i couldn't see us being in a position where one person is just unhappy all the time um and that leading to like a good life you know mm, yeah what comes to mind for me is just like the potential resentment that can build up over time you know, when those convert, you know, like if you are going to Johnny and Jane's every weekend and you're, you know, you're, <laughs> you're hating it and, um, you know, you spend too many weekends or a year or two years and you're just, you know, that resent builds and that's just, you know, it, like it's such a visceral feeling too, mm-hmm. you know, um, in, and I think about even in our, one of our podcasts, the it's elemental <clears throat> podcast. We talked a little bit about kind of going against the grain. Um, and I feel that way, like in relationships, if we're, if we're not speaking our truth, if we're not being honest about what we're comfortable with, like it, it has very real consequences and bodily consequences, you know, psychic and just kind of like digestive and like other, you know, it's a stressful situation. I feel like when you're not really, um, when you're not letting yourself live out, you know, what you really need and what you want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's tricky because, you know, if you are, if you're cohabitating with somebody or you live in any kind of family unit or shared household, you know, whether you're dating these people or your friends and you have six roommates, like there is this element of balance. Like chances are, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, you got to get your needs met. That's super important. But in reality, like we, there are times where it's just like, okay, I got to compromise on this one this time, or you know what? I got to give up the remote tonight because (laughs) the bachelorette is on. (laughs) I don't actually, let me just set the record straight. I do not watch the bachelorette, but it's fine if anyone out there does, but just, uh, just for a cultural, uh, example, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, I think of even in my own partnership, I can, you know, I'm, I've gotten much better about expressing like, what it is that I need, but I also know there's just times where I'm like, okay, tonight it's actually not about me. Hmm. Hmm. And there's that too, and that's just kind of part of that. And everybody's got to decide how much of that goes on in their relationship, right? Right. There's no, like, magic formula out there, Mm -hmm, I don't mm -hmm. think. (laughs) Right. No, I think that's the balance. I think think that's the thing about balance is because, you know, it's I'm dealing with two, two static objects right like a rock on one side and a rock on the other side and i'm just finding a balance point between those two rocks and that's one thing um but if i'm dealing with a dynamic a moving a growing a a shedding reality Mm. like i'm a person i'm a dynamic human being there are certain things this conversation right now is going to to inform certain decisions that i make going forward and so you know the the balance is like is you know maybe maybe me myself seeing that i am always leading these conversations always leading what we're going to do for the night maybe it's my own personal work to be like actually i need to be giving away more of this i need to be less controlling it's that personal work but again unless if i have that thought well maybe you know i'm being an asshole um hey partner how does this make you feel when i do this that makes it wow i never thought you'd ask Oh, well, ding. <laughs> there's tech number one. Like, oh, okay, well, you never thought I'd ask. And that must mean that 
you have a certain perspective of me perception mm. of who i am mm. you know what i mean and then and then now that you asked let me tell you i'll actually inform you that yeah sometimes you do make me feel small sometimes you do make me feel like my voice is it, like i can't really speak over you you know sometimes especially in partnerships there can be that like one person just has the bigger voice than the other person so um and all the, we always talk about that with personality types too like mm-hmm. you know somebody when when i've ever taught um like groups like like actual educational groups where we're sitting down and and we're asking questions and people are raising hands and things like that you know there's always going to be that personality that like is never going to be the first person to try to speak they're never going to be the first one to try to jump in in the front but there's always going to be those personalities that are always the first people they're always right there in the front they're always the teacher's favorite all those different things and Mm -hmm. you know and in, in, in those sorts of relationships where as an instructor, we're not reaching out and, and, and pulling, you know, the best out of everybody, um, mm. then again, we're not doing the right justice by that relationship, by that, that community that we've just created, because the best balance in a grouping of people is to have everybody be having their best experience that they could be having. It's not, if you have a group of 12 people, it's, it's not really a success if, 10 people are having a great time and two people are completely disenfranchised by the entire thing that's going on. Likewise with a relationship, it's no, there's no win, whether it's a one-on-one relationship, whether it's a family unit, there's no win if, if somebody in that unit is also just fucking miserable the whole time, Mm. unless, unless you don't care. But again, with me and, and probably the way that we're having a conversation, I could probably assume the same with you, but I'd ask you before I just assumed it was the same with you, but with me, it doesn't that doesn't equate to we're having a good time if somebody's like completely fucked off and miserable um, yeah that sort of thing oh okay so bringing up the sort of group facilitation thing i mm. must give a shout out to your wife kenzie mm. kalik who and i took a business workshop with her and she did an amazing job of making sure that everyone was heard mm. and even part of the way she facilitated that was to say if you've had a chance to speak or if you've spoken a lot, let's give other folks a chance to speak as well. Um, Mm -hmm. So she made it a point to do that. So I love that you said that because I was like, (laughs) Kenzie did that and just, just really made space for folks. And that's, that's part of it too. Cause absolutely, you know, we, we've all been in those scenarios where look, I'll be honest, I've always been a front row kid and never shy. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, to speak, but always mindful in the back of my head, not to just take over. Um, and to try to be courteous, but, and then, you know, there's personalities where sit in the back and, and may have really amazing things to share, but just, you know, there's an, there needs to be an opportunity made like, okay, let's see what, you know, Jessica has to say, um, or, or share to share the floor and share the mic. So shout out to Kenzie. I love that. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Shout out to Kenzie. I've learned so much from her about just being able to communicate consent in all sorts of different uh, in all sorts of different on all sorts of different levels not just assuming that you know you're not saying something because you don't have anything to say um or like the idea of active listening things like that and like you know there's so it's so i feel a lot of like misguidance from television ultimately where Mm. like so much of the conversation that folks that i know for myself you know like tv was the broadest range of 
in of human interactions that I had seen as a child. You know, like I had my interactions, I had my friends, but like TV is going to show you how, you know, Rock, the trash man, treats his father and, and his brother. And so like you get an experience of that situation. You get a chance to see how, you know, Jesse treats Donna and, on this show. And, and so, but what it really does is that it, it, it makes us think that like, our communication is based on sound bites or on mm. cuts. I'm going to say the last thing and then I'm going to turn around and walk out of the room. You know? No. <gasps> if I turn around and walk out of the room, I don't even give my... I don't give you a chance to say anything, but I also don't give myself a chance to hear what you have to say. And so, like, I've definitely been um, responsible and guilty of, like, speaking again too quickly, you know, because somebody, like, Kenzie's communication style isn't the same as mine so like where she she'll hear something and want to digest that and and take her time before she comes back with her retort or with her response you know it's my personality is like if if somebody's not saying something when you say when you're done speaking and somebody doesn't have something to say then maybe they're not listening or they don't care about what you're saying you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and it took some time to come into a communication style of being like oh that's what's happening like all of my previous experience tells me that if I say something to you and you don't have something to say immediately or cut me off or something, then you must not be listening to me. Mm. Whereas her experience is like, never cut people off when they're talking, like have them have their entire moment to speak. And then when they're done, say something, you know what I mean? Mm. And so like, it's like, okay, well, I would never know that that was her. That was our difference in communication styles unless I took the time to listen to her and, and actually thankfully it, it was that she took the time to like stop me and say it you know what i mean and be like you know this isn't i don't communicate the way that you're communicating and so we're gonna continue to have conflict until we realize that we need to find a balance in our communication styles that allows us to both feel heard and feel you know like we're like we're receiving the other person mm. you know what's really important about that too is it shows that um I think sometimes we can be a little bit deterministic in there there's there's a couple of different ways that could have gone for you guys. Mm-hmm. You could have just come to the point where look, we don't communicate well together. Peace. Right? right? right. That that is legit one scenario because mm-hmm. I'm sure I've been in interactions and relationships in my past where I'm just like this is really hard you're not listening, we don't communicate. I'm I'm out, right? Mm-hmm. The, there's another way to go about it is to say we don't communicate very well or we seem to be kind of you know we're having some problems I'd really like to figure out how we can communicate better better understand each other and it's just taking that moment like is it worth doing that extra work taking the time and saying okay this is your communication style this is your background this is how you're used to communicating here's mine and and then you know just navigating that like it is possible I think sometimes we can get really I don't know, in this, and maybe it's changing now, but like in a, just a very quick results kind of like instant gratification kind of culture, mm-hmm. like just be really quick to like be done with people if it, mm-hmm. if it takes extra work. <laughs> right, right. And, um, and I think this is so important. Even think back to our episode on common threads, you know, like we can reach common ground, right? Mm-hmm. It might take some work. It might mean saying like, okay, your communication style is different, so it's going to take a little extra work for us to, to hammer this out, but I'm willing to do the work. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what you have to say is important to me. 
right? And so without that kind of mutual respect and without that willingness to improve or advance or, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah, there will be scenarios where, you know, it, you, both people have to, like, find it, find it worthwhile. Right. But it is possible, right? So I'm just kind of saying, like, you know, I'm sure we've all been in scenarios where we just throw up our hands and go, it's too fucking hard, I'm out. Right, 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 right. Totally. But but it's not impossible. I don't think any I don't think there's any there's anything too impossible. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're really really interested. Right, right. I mean, if if that's if the goal, if the mutual again, it comes back to mutual goal. Like if the if our mutual goal is to get to this 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 level of existence in which we want to be able to communicate with our partners, then we're going to be presented with opportunities to to become better communicators. But mm-hmm. if our goal is, if, if we don't have a mutual goal, or again, if our goals aren't actual compatible, actually compatible, you know, this person might be looking for a soulmate, this person might be just like, I'm looking for the next one already. Um, mm-hmm. Well, then, you know, then it's going to be easy to clash. And because, you know, one, one, I've, I've definitely been in situations where like, like I've had long-term relationships where the partner that I was with never met anybody in my family. And, you know, mm-hmm. I might've met all of their family members, mother, father, grandfather, grandmother, brother, sister, best friend, all that stuff. And this person actually doesn't know anything about me. Like to this day, this person probably has no idea what my mother's name is. And I might've been in a relationship with them for like six years, mm-hmm. but the entire time that we were in that relationship, I always knew that this relationship is nothing. This isn't actually going to, gonna go anywhere like I had that in my own picture like I was always like one foot out of the door sort of Mm. idea like you want to go go it doesn't matter you know that sort of thing or like if if we clash it's not worth working it out because this Mm. doesn't matter at all this is a summer fling that's gone on for too long that sort of idea um and I was younger then you know I thought I had more time for stuff like that in my life I thought I had more bandwidth for that type of relationship to actually take up my time was a lot more stressed out. I was a lot more, um, you know, uh, dysfunctional as a human being, right? My living situation mm-hmm. was pretty garbage because I'm here. I am living with somebody who I don't actually, I'm not actually committed to. I'm not that actually interested in this person beyond a certain level. Um, yet, I'm like going to their parents' house for Christmas, you know what I mean? And so it's like how... How how good is our relationship actually going to be? What's our communication style? Actually, I ran into this person some years ago, um, and we actually we got to have a conversation from a more mature place in both of our lives. And it was interesting mm. to be like, wow, like this is why I thought you were such a cool person to begin with. I wish that I had had the, the foresight. I was young. I was 21. But I wish I had had the foresight to be able to be like, oh, like maybe, maybe there's a, a better reason for us to be in the same space than the reason that we think it is and so instead of just pouring on like this is this is our 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 like our own depiction of domestic romantic a domestic a romantic domestic situation like i'm gonna live with this person and we're gonna share space but i don't actually know anything about doing that with somebody and so i'm not gonna be actually a good partner in that way because the things that i want are so much different from the things that this person wants that they're going to be pretty miserable most of the time. And when they're not miserable, I'm probably going to be miserable, so on and so forth. <laughs> so again, it just that's a long-winded way of saying, like, unless the communication 
and the end goal is mutual unless we're trying to be better communicators unless we're trying to actively like make our situation better mutually then mm-hmm. you know of course it's always I, I can't say that it's always going to be fucked up but for myself anytime that i've been in that situation it has turned into into a dysfunctional situation after a while mm. i want to go back to something that you kind of alluded to previously too about um you know, where we get a lot of our ideas about relationships and communication in general from, you know, TV, movies, you know, whatever we're consuming culturally, because, you know, we only, we exist in our households and have our little networks of friends and family. And that's super informative, right? That environment that that we firsthand witness and are part of. But then the next biggest thing is media that we consume as especially as children and as adolescents and and I think too like when when folks become sexually active and have questions and we have such a sexually repressive culture still mm-hmm. at least in the in the United States I think um, and that a lot of these interactions like we learn from pornography we learn from movies and it's not always setting Uh, great examples for communication, right? Because, and the reason I say that is because we have to understand who is writing, producing, and directing that content. Mm -hmm. And when we start to like figure out that much of the media that we're consuming is made by very few Mm -hmm. (laughs) individuals with a very specific tunnel vision point of view, um, and yet that's what millions of us are using as proper examples for relationship, sex, communication, otherwise. And, uh, well, I think the results are in, and it hasn't been working out very well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right. Total truth. Uh, and, and I think we're seeing a lot of changes, which is, which is fantastic. But, um, but, you know, for us, what we're, we're in our late 30s, so we've been relatively scarred by, <laughs> by a few decades right. of consuming this, this material. Right. right, it's the truth. But I know, I mean, I, I have to personally just say as a, you know, as a, identify as a heterosexual female, like I pretty much thought there was one way to go about things. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, and it was generally being very acquiescent and submissive to whatever my partner wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and that seemed like, you know, oh, if you want to, you want guys to like you, just go along with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, right. you know, sadly, and I, it's really inspiring and wonderful to see that, you know, definitely the generations also check out the My Generation podcast. <laughs> um, but to see, um, you know, folks obviously older my age, but younger really paving the way for that not being the case for them. Right. 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 Which is really great. No, like, I hope that we continue to have more of a consent and a mutual communicative culture, you know, like, it's better, it's better, period, like, it's better to know what your partner wants, always, whenever trying to give, it's like giving a gift of anything, like, if, if I'm buying you chocolate, buying you chocolate, buying you chocolate, you're allergic to chocolate. You know what I mean? But you take it. <laughs> you always you always take it and give it to right. your neighbor or give it to your friend or pass it off to somebody else or donate it. Um, you never tell me that you're allergic to chocolate. I never ask you what you actually want. Then, again, I think I'm doing the best thing in the world. I think I'm the 
the most bravo person out there but in reality i'm not <laughs> because the person who i'm with isn't enjoying anything that i'm actually doing isn't isn't actually receiving anything that i'm trying to put out there um and again for for the myriad of reasons that's that's okay <laughs> that's mm, that's gonna mm-hmm. be it's so common that it's okay that it becomes the norm you know what i mean right um right whereas it's yeah it's 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 misguidance really for myself like i didn't have anybody to tell me that like all the all of you know i was thinking about with sex and with like with sexual repression and things like that like what are what like some of the earliest interactions with sexuality and with expressions of sexuality are met with like you know reprimand because Mm -hmm. it's like you know the first time you get caught with a magazine the first time you get caught masturbating or like like, so now all of a sudden it's this fear that's attached to it depending Mm -hmm. on how the person who caught you responded Um, Mm -hmm. and that person only responded based on what they on, on their belief structure so now you know like my response to me catching my children in those acts is going to be a lot different than the response of my parents catching me in those acts because I have a different sexual maturity. I have a different sexual expression. I have a different, I'm, I'm a completely different inter- generation around interacting with sex and sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm going to be able to give my children a broader scope, a broader range of of what you know obviously explore your body versus shame 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 you know because if it's like shame 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 when i'm seven then i'm always gonna have that shame shame plan in the back of my head with even i'm gonna be 17 years old you know Mm -hmm. basically hiding i'm gonna be 22 years old in my own apartment essentially hiding trying to prioritize my own pleasure well i'm Mm -hmm. not actually prioritizing my own pleasure at that point i'm prioritizing somebody else's perception of how I'm supposed to be interacting with my own body, you know what I mean, whether that's, and so for me, when I think mm. about sexual repression, it's so much of that right off the bat, that's just like, you know, we we don't get to, in my generation, at least like from where I came from and how I, how I came into sexuality, I didn't get to explore and I didn't have anybody around me to tell me what it was supposed to actually be like, you know, mm-hmm. um, and and I, I struggle with that as a parent now, like, well, what do you, what do you like how do you unfold these things to your kids and and things like that and for us it's a lot of like use whatever language that they can understand at the time that you're communicating with them but give them as much information as is pertinent you know what i mean because i don't i knew 14 year olds who were getting pregnant because their folks didn't tell them anything about sex you know what i mean i knew 14 year olds that were involved in bogus situations because their folks hadn't given them any advice about how to avoid these bogus ass situations and so Mm -hmm. you know by the time i'm 17 now i'm i have i'm completely miseducated on how i should be approaching this thing um Mm. and and not only that but it's defined my worldview so now Mm. i'm gonna go into my 20s with this idea that this is how it's supposed to be and i'm only going to attract people that want to also play the same role until i finally attract somebody who's like that's not how I'm used to doing it. And mm-hmm. then I have to say, well, well, let me ask myself, like, why am I used to doing it the way that I'm used to doing it? And has it ever actually worked out? Because I have this trail of fucking broken hearts. You mm. know what I mean? And mm-hmm. maybe that's not the way to be. Wow. I, I really, I, I was clinging to this phrase when you, after you said it, prioritizing other people's perception. Mm. Sheesh. 
first you yeah, you said that <laughs> that was a good one first first of all i think that that could carry us into anywhere but wow prioritizing other people's perception is probably how i lived like the first 32 years of my life wow yeah yeah <laughs> totally totally um and i i'm totally healed and i can totally say that now no i'm not totally healed but I've been doing a lot of work on that, like prioritizing mm. other people's perception of me, like coming coming from the situation, being somebody that wants to be likable, affable, amenable, easygoing, um, right? Really caring about other people's perceptions, putting, um, you know, there's this idea of, right, putting our needs first. You have to know what you want first to be able to even prioritize your own needs. And especially in, a, in the context of sexuality and sexual expression, for many women in particular, like who, you know, are not used to even understanding our own bodies, um, you know, much less so than, than, than men. I think it's fair to say that, um, you know, for a lot of folks, like a woman's anatomy is still a mystery and like it's 2021. It, it, <laughs> it shouldn't, it shouldn't be so, um, you know, that, that, and I think it's amazing to have, to, to change that story and change that conversation that you now have that ability with kids of your own. Um, because yeah, there is just a lot of, I think for a lot of us growing up and whatever your situation was, it was either secrecy or shame or, um, or we don't do that in our house. And it's like, okay. Um, and like you said, if you don't have folks that are around you that, can sort of talk to you about this is this is the way this works and this is that and if you want to do this that's okay and sort of give you a supportive loving environment Mm -hmm. um then you're going to seek other outlets and channels to figure this stuff out Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and you know just quite frankly a lot of that other (laughs) a lot of those other teachers out there were you know again like sort of giving us this homogeneous picture of of what these relationships are supposed to look like and feel like and Mm -hmm. and how we're supposed to act and then it starts to feel like you're playing a role literally like okay i've seen this is how that's done right like so okay and that you know it's it's you know it's again i like i want to say like it's it's funny like it's some some of it is funny and some of it's just not funny you know i think of like decades lost (laughs) Right. Like, like right. oh my gosh. And um and again just being so just the just sort of like the fear ar- around that, you know, mm-hmm. especially you know coming from I ended up being becoming single at the age of 30. Um and I had been in a relationship for 13 years. So the last time I had been single was like 16, 17. So now I'm like in a 30-year-old self um with still the mind kind of like without the experience or I don't know you know it was just Mm -hmm. a really weird time to be single and I was in a monogamous relationship through college and I know that's maybe when a lot of people those years and I should say not not necessarily if you went to college but like the years of which are typical college age like 18 to 22 can be a highly experimental pyramid period for folks but um, and I was in one serious monogam- monogamous relationship. So then by the time I'm 30 years old, I'm like, oh my gosh, like now what? Um, 
and just feeling like so inept, uninformed, mm-hmm. confused, but also being like, you know, a lot of my contemporaries are already married or that, you know, I just felt like in this very weird, weird place socially mm-hmm. to be, to be in, in my thirties and like, you know, so it was a really interesting, interesting, difficult time. And you also talked about, you know, kind of the, the vibe that you're putting out is going to attract a certain vibe. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't figure out why I kept attracting the same kind of bullshit. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but it had to do with with what I was was presenting. And I don't mean that in a physical sense, but I just sort of mean my whole attitude of how I thought I was supposed to behave and interact with men in particular was mm-hmm. was translating to kind of the same type of douchey guy (laughs) over and over again until I figured out like okay well maybe maybe I need to change something Mm -hmm. and sure enough that something changed right 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 and I think about (laughs) it like um like we say again a certain generational aspect or time and place aspect like you know you happen to manifest as that 30 year old in in that date and that's that place in time but had you been that mm-hmm. 30-year-old in 2021, maybe mm. you'd have already thought that you had different options than just finding some douchebag, you know, because, you know, I don't know, yeah. eight years ago, the douchebag was a lot, was more sought after, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, <laughs> yeah. the douchebag was higher up in the hierarchy of, like, what's the, what's the, <laughs> they were what's still the pretty man high. that you want, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I want this kind of douchebag, I kind of want this douchebag, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, we were kind of taught, like, I know I myself, you know, I'm, again, talking about being raised on media and shit like that. Like, weird, I taught, like, you should be able to throw somebody over your shoulder and that's what they really want. You know what I mean? It's like, no, it's not. Yeah. That's actually no. <laughs> like, maybe there is a, maybe there is a, 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 an avatar of person who likes that type of shit. But I bet you even other people are fitting into that avatar that actually don't like that type of shit. Like, the last thing I want you to do is, like, have no consent at all about what I want to do and then just assume it uh, mm-hmm. that I'm going to love this shit. You know what I mean? Because, like, I don't know, some movie told you I was going to love this type of shit when you mm-hmm. got to do it, you know? Um, and, like, you know, it's 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 an interesting... It's interesting based on, again, on time period. Like, there's this song called uh i think it's called mamacita it's by outcast it's on the mm-hmm. Gemini album i was listening to this again right and it's like andre 3000's got this verse where he's like he's like it's basically like a, a woman has gone to her friend's house because her she's, she's shaky with her boyfriend or whatever right there right so she's going to her friend's house her girlfriend's house and her girl they start to drinking and her girl starts like you're like oh you're so beautiful you know like starting to hit on her like her friend starts hitting on her you know what i mean and um so this is like andre 3000's like telling the story in the rap like mm-hmm. so you're you're with your girl at the time it felt like achy breaky hard in your hole feel like a trachy odami you know it's like this whole this whole story in the end of the story he's like so now that your friend is hitting on you here's what you got to do grab her by her throat you know what i mean i'm like tell her don't disrespect me you know what i mean and you're like wait what <laughs> so i'm listening to this song again i'm like wait a second so that you're basically being like so as a man i'm telling you if you're having a problem with your boyfriend and you go and talk to your girlfriend and she starts hitting on you now you gotta choke her 
<laughs> so as a 16 right. year old you're like yeah that's right <laughs> yeah you shouldn't be hitting on them girls but in 2021 that's a whole different thing like nah maybe like if your man's being a douchebag and you go over and your friend is trying to hang out with you like give it a shot like that's that's actually where we're at now like that's that's more of a common response it's definitely more gonna be a a a more common response than choke her out like we're over that shit like don't ever do that you know that's the last thing that you should ever do is choke her out because she's trying to hit on you like get up and leave (laughs) like that's the better (laughs) advice you know what i mean like just go home whatever But, but again, but that's from the male standpoint of being like, when I'm hearing it, I'm like, that's insecurity. That's male Mm. insecurity. That's a dude being like, if, if I'm having a problem with my girlfriend and she goes off, you should choke anybody who tries to hit on you. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. And so again, I don't know. I don't know. I say all that to say like the time and place definitely plays a big role in what happens when we manifest in these different places. Like. Um, I manifested as a single misogynistic man and decided that I didn't want to be that anymore. And then mm-hmm. was like, let me try to seek out more feminine energy. Let me try to find more femme friends. Let me start hanging with more queer folk. Let me hang out with people who aren't just like toxic men mm-hmm. that are all about like trying to bash heads and prove that the next man isn't shit compared to them, you know, and let me see what happens. Like maybe mm-hmm. maybe if I don't keep on surrounding myself by all these alpha beta theta fucking this hierarchy of dudes who want to be wolves then let's see what happens because i'm secure enough in my own personality that i don't need to like butt heads with michael to impress jared in order for me to feel good about myself you know what i mean um I can well i even think of friends. think of if we're if we're kind of on music like you know kids growing up today with Lil Nas X and Montero or something, right? Right, right, right. And getting getting that kind of vibe, right? Mm-hmm. And that and and I love that that that's mm-hmm. out there and that's just that's another option. That's another right. perspective, right? Mm-hmm. That's is like like let's just bring it to the bring it to the table. Mm-hmm. And so that, you know, someone sitting at home, I just think of, you know, all the de- the decades of you know, especially our parents' generation of just the repression and the shame of, you know, repressing any thoughts or feelings. And and I think we've mentioned this before, and maybe we haven't mentioned it on air, but we've certainly talked about it, you and I, of all the things that, that from a hetero perspective, like what I've learned from queer culture and, and, and just, you know, it's, it's made, just opened up so many doors. Mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. in terms of exploration of our own bodies wants and needs rather again than this sort of like narrow perspective that just like shame shames everybody outside of like procreation right. <laughs> you know right, like right, right. i don't know it's just like oh man you know i want to like check my watch and be like all right are we done with that yet mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. have we moved on but you know, but can you know consent and it's it's a very real thing, obviously, and it's it's huge and there's always there's always the dyna- I feel like we can't talk about consent without talking about dynamics of power mm-hmm. between two or more people and um and yeah, there's always there's just always so many layers to a situation, right? Like I can think of times where I verbally agreed or went along with something, but um it was because, you know, I didn't really feel in control of the situation. You know, there's, I I think we, you know, 
and, and this doesn't necessarily have to be in a, in a sexual um, context. Maybe you agreed to take a job or, you know, any other, any other number of things because you were in a dynamic where you were like, I can't really say no for whatever, whatever reason. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And some more extreme than others. Some may feel like I can't say no. It's like a life threatening. I can't say no. Right. There's like an endangerment piece to that all the way, all the way down the line. Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, always like that playing field, that power dynamic, like really can kind of like play into, you know, how and why we say what we say, right? Right, 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 totally, totally. It, power dynamic is one of the things that makes me think the most about like how we attract certain vibe, you know what I mean? Because it's like, you know, not to, not to make it sound too extreme, Right, like, because I'm I'm gonna use extreme example, but it's not everything doesn't have to fall into this extreme the extremity of the example that I'm gonna use or the extreme extremeness or whatever. Um, but basically, like predators look for prey. You know what I mean? Like predators aren't trying to find other predators to mm -hmm. eat. Like okay. a lion's not trying to eat another lion. A lion wants to go and find a gazelle to eat. You know what I mean? Like that's the, the that's the case you know if the lion's not looking to get into a lion fight then it's not trying to find other lions to fight mm -hmm. you know what i mean um and so we get a chance to to manipulate our own energy so much and to look at our own selves and how we're presenting outwardly so much that we get to decide what is the role that i'm trying to play in the world like am, do i want to play that power dynamic game and if mm. so am i a predator or am i prey like am i putting myself out there in the world for anybody to come and take advantage of me or am i putting myself out in the world because i'm trying to find mutual mutual benefit you know okay mm. well if i'm if i'm putting myself in the world as somebody who's looking for mutual benefit and looking for you know to to make sure that all the all the boats rise then that's those are probably the people that i'm going to start to attract but if i don't know what i want or if i if i'm not used to to being out there if I'm used to being the victim in that position um well then that I'm probably gonna go out there in the world it's like walking into a bar you know what I mean and like there's somebody standing at the end of the bar looking for the per the type of person to, to walk in the door you know and they're they're clocking that everybody who comes through the door mm. that's not them that's not them oh that's them that's that person they look lonely they look mm. x y and z fill in the blank and now I'm going to go and put my charm on Mm -hmm. because I, I couldn't have put my charm on those two people they looked too powerful when they came through the door or i couldn't have put my charm on that person because i already did and now it won't work again um mm -hmm. and so you know we have these 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 like almost character roles that we come into playing um and i and it which then makes me think of gender roles which then makes me think of you know how strict are you even defining what your gender is supposed to be doing you know what i mean and so then then you know if you're if you're if you can say like oh i'm a heterosexual femme but that means all these things you know mm -hmm. <laughs> well mm -hmm. then you're gonna find people that love to do all these things but if you're mm -hmm. like i'm a heterosexual femme and that just means this well then that's all you're gonna find that's the only mm -hmm. avenue that you're gonna be able to rock down because those because the the heterosexual femme that attracts the energy where it's like no you can you can really kind of go this full spectrum if, if you're scared of the full spectrum well then you drop down to the middle well then that's 
those are the people that you're going to attract. That's the person who's going to be like, oh, that's what I'm going to go for. Until, you know, enough of the bouncing off the walls attracts that person that's watching you bounce off the wall and says, hey, just step over that wall. Look, you can still be over here and do exactly what you're trying to do. But it looks like this when you take some of those blinders off. Mm. You know? I think an important part of what you just described, too, because I agree with you, is that um, when we... If you if we think about it in terms of like predator prey or like because you know there are let's be honest there's there's people out there that are like looking to mm-hmm. score on certain things and I think when I think about what I heard you just say I think of it more as like a presentation of energy mm-hmm. that you give off mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I would hate any listener to think like anybody's like wearing a certain thing that attracts no or doesn't attract no. like you can be wearing a paper bag you can be having the most confident energy and wearing nothing. And no one's going to come near you and fuck with you. Or, you know, you could. (laughs) So it's not about. So I just want to, like, put that out there. That it's not about a a physical presentation, you know. Just speaking speaking from that female perspective, oftentimes we might internalize, like, oh, am I not supposed to wear something, right? That's going to invite a kind of thing. No, it has absolutely nothing to do with how you're physically presenting in terms of what is or is not on your body at any given time. But there's an energy. Right, and right. energy that's given out, and I've, I've thrown that gazelle energy out <laughs> for a couple of years. I definitely, I, I was that, and I attracted some, some stank ass lions, and right, I, right. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I proudly, through a lot of work, um, in the last several years, do not give out those same vibes. Right, um, right. But I just wanted to just decouple any notion that that the this this is a vibe thing this is an energy yeah, totally, thing totally. that people are that people sense right yeah. like it's a you know that's that's what's going on well i think about when you said it like that it made me think about carnival you know like caribbean carnival mm. and how you know you got a woman in a thong with a bathing suit that's only covering her nipples with a fucking peacock wings on her sides that doesn't mean anything for anybody this, mm-hmm. that's that's for that woman to do that thing and it doesn't it doesn't assume consent that anybody can jump up on that woman and do whatever they want to because she's going to turn down 150 people and it doesn't even have to be a femme that's dressed like that and that doesn't mean that they they deserve to have their ass grabbed either maybe they're not there for that at all you know what i mean i have a friend of mine who because i'll also preface this with like i'm lit like all my friends are lit like when we go out we like to have a very very good time and we like to turn up and we like to create a circle of safety where anybody can step into that circle of safety and turn up but you can't bring any any sort of like predatory energy in there because we're going to catch you quick and we're going to put you out and that doesn't even just have to be a man it could be any any gender person can come in there with the wrong intentions the wrong energy Mm -hmm. and it's not going to be a good place they're going to want to vacate because it doesn't feel safe for them to step into the safe place and try to take advantage of people um and a lot of times it's like trying to pick out if people are extra drunk or whatever but i have this one friend who's like you know voluptuous or whatever and a very rugged dancer and so like she might like put her feet up on the wall and start doing handstands and dancing you know what i mean and so every once in a while like somebody will get out of line and think like oh that means that i can like slap her on the ass mm-hmm. well then everything stops now we're not having fun anymore you know right. and the person's like oh but i thought that's what that's the energy you were putting out it's like well no that's your baggage like that's what your past experience is telling you that 
this is what you're supposed to do and somebody's just having fun you're supposed to slap them on the ass and so i appreciate you you making the distinction between like it's not about what you have on or or who you are how beautiful you are how less beautiful you want to present in that moment like it's about mutual respect it's about consent period and that goes for whatever attire you have on because you know again we're not just talking about like nightlife people are getting put in these ugly situations all the time and they're not again not necessarily even like a not to take it to too violent of a place or anything like that it could just simply be somebody looking for somebody who they can manipulate into always cooking breakfast always making them coffee if you're going to be the person that tells me i got to get up and make my own coffee then you're not maybe the person i want that's that's like a specific type of of mentality and personality type you know not oh absolutely absolutely yeah i myself I think that like um, I, like the term seduction comes to mind, but it not it, it's not always in a in a sexual way. It can be, you know, wh- whatever. I've been lulled into giving up my business, right? Mm-hmm. I was in a and that was the energy, um, you know, that I was inhabiting at the time. You know, mm-hmm. I was a I was a unfortunately an, an an easy target, but fortunately, you know, that experience made me stronger and kind of made me open my eyes a little bit and kind of realize, you know, where am I at personally and, and what do I want and how do I want to, you know, what kind of energy do I want to put out there? Mm. Um, but yeah, definitely it can be in, can be in all things, you know, those, those friendships. If you're like, you know, man, I'm always driving my friend to school like every single day, even if I have somewhere else to be, (laughs) you know, it's like, you know, all, all kinds of things, but yeah, consent checking in, um, kind of last words, last thoughts. We talked a little bit about like, you know, folk, whether it doesn't matter how long you've been in any kind of relationship, friendship, work relationship, sexual partnership, like just always, I feel like you just can't check in enough times. Right. I feel like, you know, it's also this element of like checking in with oneself constantly. Mm. Like so much of, so much of our conversation right now has been about checking in with the other people that are in these relationships with us, but the the root of it, and you said this very early on in the conversation, is checking in with ourselves. Like, do I still want this? Is this yeah. what I still like to do? Am I still that person that goes out looking for that thing? Or am mm-hmm. I going to look at that? Is that serving me? So if it's not serving me because I've checked in with it, can I let it go? Mm. Um, and if I've let it go now, can I check in with what I'm going to fill it with or what, what I'm going to replace that with? Um, so it's this constant check in with ourselves. And that, that I, for me is the whole premise of like self exploration of, 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 of also exploring self expression. You know what I mean? Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm this type of person. So I only wear this type of clothing. Well, maybe I don't like to wear just that type of clothing. What's it like if I wear this type of clothing? Oh, well, I like that okay, I'm going to do that. And let me check in with myself. Do I still like this? You know, do I still want, do I still want this to be that way? You know, like I very recently changed my bathing suit style. You know what I mean? I was like, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't really like surf shorts. Like I don't like big baggy Mm -hmm. shorts. It doesn't do anything for me. So I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to wear tighter shorts. I'm going to wear shorts that more fit me while I'm swimming. They don't get a big old air bubble in them when I jump in the water and I'm going to see what happens. And you know, Maybe somebody of mine was like, oh, man, why are you wearing those skimpy shorts? Well, thank God I don't care what you think. Right. You know what I mean? Or else maybe I'd 
not checking with myself i'm checking in with this guy mm. hey guy how do you feel about my shorts well i, I think they make me feel uncomfortable <laughs> oh shit i didn't want to do that you be, you being comfortable is more important than my own personal comfort so i'm gonna go and change my shorts because i haven't taken the time to check in with myself to say like no your personal comfort is way more important than their personal comfort when you put it like that i actually absolutely love that analogy <laughs> because when you put it like that it seems absurd <laughs> right like i'm gonna ask this dude like right how do my shorts make you feel are you cool with that like i feel like when we break it down into something that just seems so preposterous yet that's often what we're doing yeah right yeah. Yeah. it's just so thank you for that thank you for that you <laughs> yeah, know it's totally. just like i don't give a fuck with this guy <laughs> you know but but you know it ha you know i mean everybody give yourselves a break everybody <laughs> right 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 and continuously check in because the thing that you you thought might have been the way that you felt about it last year might not be the same when you feel about it this year Right. You know, maybe it's like, fuck this. I am going to wear crop tops. <laughs> right. Or maybe I'm not, you know, whatever, you know, whatever it is. Right, right. You know? exactly. exactly. And I think, you know, it's funny. I, for some reason, what's, what's coming up for me right now is sometimes I feel like people, when they say, oh, you've changed, they sort of wield that as almost like a bad thing or an insult. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, you haven't. Like, <laughs> right, 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 totally. And I know this kind of comes up a lot for us, but, you know, I hope that I continue to change and evolve and that, you know, and that I'm always in tune with that. Like, what do I need today? It's different than what I needed last year. And what do I like today? And it's different, you know, I don't necessarily have the same music taste or clothing taste or hair taste or, or you know, what, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um but being sort of true to yourself and we always talk about, you know, just checking in, meditating, journaling, whatever it is, like, you know, just being like, all right, you know, who, who am I today and wh what do I want today? Where am I going? What do I, you know, where do I want to be? Just doing that constant stuff. And yeah, if someone tells me I've changed, that's like, sweet. Thank you. Thank you for noticing. I'm doing all this work on myself. I hope it's showing. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of work. Thank you. Feels good. That's awesome. Uh, I'm going to be thinking about <laughs> big surf shorts with the air bubble. That was. Like, it is summer. Yeah. It's swim season. Yeah, I'm picking and, out yeah. bathing suits right now. I'm looking. I'm just over. thinking of like somebody doing a back float, you know, and like the shorts are puffed up in the in the water. <laughs> Oh, man. That uh, happens depends. in bathing suits, too. Oh, my God. It's so crazy. <laughs> I think about all of the minor self-checks that we are always doing, like these micro self-checks, you know what I mean? To try to make sure that, like, yeah. the thing that I don't want to show isn't showing or the thing that I want to show is showing or, you know what I mean? It's like these these micro adjustments of, of trying yeah. to fit whatever role that we that I, that I think I'm supposed to be playing, you know? Is my hair in the right place? Oh, I feel like... Stuff I like feel that. like next week we continue this conversation about all that just kind of brings up so much about sort of this, these self, these acts of self-consciousness, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. that I know I still carry, carry some of my old baggage with me, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll have to elaborate on that next time. Oh, I look forward to that. Awesome. 
Oh, man. Well, this has been another awesome uh, hour, just under an hour, always, as always, talking with you, Mujib. Mm-hmm. And, My pleasure. Uh, My pleasure. Yeah. Always a joy. We always get to some of the nitty gritty stuff. I hope you guys at home have enjoyed listening and and uh, check check in with yourself. Here's your homework. Check with check in with yourself. Check in with your friends, relatives, partners, coworkers, and make sure everything's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So that's it. That's another episode of Let's Get to It. My name is Sarah. My name is Mujib. <laughs>